single day. And then if you change it, I'm like, uh, uh. well, and it makes, it makes more sense as I get older. Cause I feel like I used to be like, oh my gosh, old people are so crotchety and so stubborn <laughs> and they never want to do anything besides what they like want to do. And I'm like, it's me. That's me now. I literally never want to do anything unless it's something like I already have done and know how to do. Yeah. Very stubborn. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting, getting up there in my, in my ripe thirties. <laughs> Also, I didn't finish writing part. I just went part. Part <laughs> two. I'll fill it in for you. That's it. Part. Just that. Um, okay. The last part. The last part. Oh, man. Oh, oh, you mean for the... I know. I know. I am excited in like almost a negative way to talk about this. So, uh, yeah, um, I'll just jump right into it because I can't say much because that's my intro. Um, So welcome to the Tiny Shed Book Club, where we host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. And I'm Tia. And what? Like, seriously, (laughs) fucking what? I have (laughs) I have so many issues. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about them all, them all. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm Chandler and I really need to know, am I supposed to be wiping the bottom of my shoes when I come inside my house? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. This like, it's like whenever she goes in or Juan Manuel goes into Molly's house, yeah. they're wiping the bottoms of their shoes off. And I'm like, is this a thing that people do that I secretly don't know about? I've never seen anyone do that besides like wiping on the like like, on a, mat. like a mat yeah but, but like she like has a specific like towel and it's like wiping the shoes off I'm like I've never I've never heard of that before there is so much about this book that I'm like I don't what like the whole time I still don't know where this book takes place is it in London is it in New York like where the fuck is this book oh, supposed to be that's a good point place because she talks like she's from London because she's like crampets and then like Mr. You're Preston right. said shit where he's like it, a tip or something like that and I was like <laughs> but then like Juan Manuel is like a uh illegal immigrant from Mexico and I'm like like why would he be in Britain? It, it, yeah yeah like, the what the fuck is going on here I seriously do not know where they that's are that's so funny that never crossed my mind of like where is this taking place I was like it's just taking place yeah hmm. and then it's a de- like detective and I was like okay so it's New York and then I'm like no it's not New York it's London and then I'm like nope you're now, so now right. I have no fucking idea whoa okay yeah so interesting if anyone can tell me where the book please. is supposed to take place, please that would us. be awesome. <laughs> um, so we are finishing off The Maid by Nita Prose, chapters 13. Well, for me, it was 13 through the end. For you, it was like 15 because you read a little too far the first time. Through the end for me. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to let you know that for my notes, I skipped over like a bunch of stuff. Mainly the things I skipped over was anything that had to do with Molly's parents like her oh, mom yeah, and her dad because much. I was like this is irrelevant yeah okay so if we're going through this and you want to make any comments about any of it that's fine but I, I legitimately didn't say oh it's like a, a single word about them oh yeah I think. I, I think I just say her mom dies <laughs> yeah yeah there's something at the end that's interesting that obviously we'll get to but for the whole part where it was like um she's like talking to her grand being like tell me about my mom or whatever i was yeah. like yeah i don't I yeah don't that i felt was irrelevant like you're right it doesn't have it much has to do no, with anything yeah uh would you like to go over plot or do you want me to it doesn't matter either way um <laughs> i guess i can start um so we start off the the bit with um molly is brought in for questioning with Detective Stark again. Mm-hmm. And Detective Stark is um, like basically like, you're a number one suspect. You're <laughs> a very important person. You're really shady. And Molly's a fucking idiot. And just like, again, with your comment about Columbo, like mm-hmm. she just, like she should understand these things for how much she talks about Columbo. And then the second half of the book, she talks about Columbo even more. Right. And it's just, she should know better. Um, and then also Detective Stark is an idiot. Like by the time this ends and the way that Molly is answering questions, I was like, literally at no point in time are you gonna go, hmm, I think this person might need some assistance. Right. She, or that maybe she's not like someone I should just be like straight questioning without like a lawyer or something. Right. I feel like it's very clear that Molly is not a neurotypical person or doesn't answer in a way that you would expect. And after spending so much time with her, you'd be like, okay, like 
this is a person who maybe needs a lawyer or I, I don't know, yeah. maybe not a lawyer, but like, is just like, she, she's never seems to be clued into the fact that like, Molly is not neurotypical. Yeah. Like, she's not getting like what you're saying unless you're very, very straightforward. Yeah. And I'm totally. like, this is really bad detective skills, I think. I, yeah. It just, the whole time I'm like, is this like, is detective Stark like new to this or like, <laughs> What is going, like, I don't know, but Detective Stark cannot seem to pick up on Molly. And Molly continues to lie. Like, Detective Stark is like, where's Giselle? And Molly, who has, like, literally just talked to Giselle, is like, oh, I don't know. This, again, this just confuses me. Because, like, Molly's character swings in so many different ways. She's, like, super, like, anal. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to sell a ring that I just found. Or I'm going to lie about Giselle. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not clear at all. It it does, I, yes, I don't like the way her character is written. Because, like you mm -hmm. said, it just swings too far to one way and then the next. And then it's just like, where, where, what, what, I don't understand her at all. Yeah, she's very confusing. Um, but, so... Molly then afterwards, Detective Stark lets her go. She's kind of like, you're number one suspect, but we don't really have anything on you right now. Mm -hmm. um, so Molly goes home and she then pays her rent with the money from the pond ring mm -hmm. uh, because that makes sense somehow. <laughs> um, and then Molly cleans her house she apartment she's basically really stressed out um and she's cleaning and that's the flashback to her gran and her cleaning when her gran was really stressed out when her mom when molly's mom died oh yes yeah, i skipped that entire part yeah. i was like so yeah they're just cleaning and then yeah. um molly is continuing to get like more and more agitated and so she calls rodney for help and she tells him uh, both about the gun and the pond ring. Mm -hmm. And Rodney's like, oh, no worry, girl. Like, I got you. Like, like I'll, 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 I'll take care out. of it. I'll take care of it. Um, and then early in the morning, um, Detective Stark comes and arrests Molly for murder and possession, illegal possession of a firearm. And drugs. Oh, and drugs. Yeah. And drugs. And then, um, so this is just, Molly passes out, like, three I, times. I know. I was like, I wrote, they take her to jail, and she faints again. Yeah, she, <laughs> like, this girl cannot stay upright. She faints at the door when Detective Stark is like, you're arrested. Oh, oh. So she faints in there. Oh, like, girl. on the way. Okay. And then they get, take, take an unconscious woman. Yeah. Into a jail. Yeah. She apparently wakes up just enough to be like, take my cell phone right and then she faints again and while she's fainted they take this woman's fingerprints and this whole time i was like i'm pretty sure this whole thing is illegal yeah and then they're like well we did read you your rights and i'm like yeah but the person i'm pretty sure has to be conscious right when that happens when the miranda rights are read to them you right. don't just get to read like a lump <laughs> their miranda rights <laughs> and, but i'm also not a cop or a lawyer you're not right. that's news Surpri to me <laughs> surprise but yeah so molly passes out like a fuck ton and then she's in jail and she's also in her pajamas yeah uh, she's in her pajamas that have little teapots and like <laughs> this is like the funniest part to me this is like so so like very um innocent she's like in her pajamas because she didn't have time to change and she feels really embarrassed that she's like yeah in her pajamas in jail she's also like ew this jail is like really gross and she's like <laughs> super judgy about like all the like i mean it's gross like all the stains <laughs> and weird things and she's like in her cute little teapot pajamas yeah it's really it's the mental image of her is really adorable yeah um and then I said, once she's arrested, she somehow remembers Columbo again and remembers <laughs> what to do in the situation, which is like, um, she gets a call. Um, but Detective Stark is talking, like, calls her on her lies. She's like, you sold the ring. You had the gun. You told me you didn't talk to Giselle. Um, she brings up that three pillows were in the room instead of four. Um, she tells her her co-workers kind of ratted on her and were like, I can totally see her murdering someone that she's a weirdo. Yeah, she said she was like, your co-workers described you as awkward and standoffish and meticulous. And um, even one said that you're capable of murder. And we learned that that was Rodney. Rodney would, like said that she was capable of murder. And you're just like, you fucker. Yeah. So Rodney's a, you, it's like becomes very clear very quickly that Rodney sold her the fuck out, which yeah. is kind of like we all knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, but she... Deck Detective Stark, again, just blatantly ignores that Molly needs assistance. And Molly is also not helping herself at all. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. she's not even trying to understand the situation. She's just like, I'm just going to keep digging a weird hole for myself. Yeah, and it's like, 
again, if you watch Colombo, you should know to ask for a lawyer and you're just sitting there like, uh, yeah, letting this happen. Just is hella incriminating herself. Um, and so then Molly remembers that she can ask for a phone call and then she calls Mr. Preston and she's like, I need help. So a little bit later, Mr. Preston arrives with his daughter, who is conveniently a lawyer. Right? Hell yeah. <laughs> Convenient lawyer daughter. Um, and basically, Charlotte is written, um, who's the lawyer daughter, um, is written like kind of like a badass bitch. Like she's got yes. shit handled. And yes. she's snarky and, and, and like smart and intense. But like really sweet to Molly. And she like gets Molly. Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, like she picks up right off the bat that like Molly needs her to be like, she says something um, to Molly. I, I can't remember what it was. But Molly was like, oh, like this? And she's like, oh, oh no, let me be clear. Like, oh, and she's, yes. And then she repeats herself, but says the, like, literal interpretation of what she meant. And then from there on out, she is very, like, literal with Molly. So she picks up super fast. That yeah. That's what she needs to do. Yeah. Charlotte is great. Um, and, and sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I just got really excited. She she personally posted the, like, $800,000 bail um, to get Molly out of jail for now. And simultaneously, she like insults the detective's salary at the same time. It's amazing. Cause, um, so she's basically saying that they're going to get Molly out. Cause Molly's all concerned. And then the detective is like, well, the bail is $800,000. I think that's a bit above a maid salary. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte goes, yeah, it's above a maid salary, but l- litigators do really well. And mm-hmm. it's better than a detective. I hear her. Yeah. So she like totally pawns detective Stark. Um, and as Chandler said, she pays, she posts bail for Molly and then organizes a bail hearing that morning. Yep. Um, so Molly goes to her bail hearing. She asks the lawyer that she's given at that meeting if she can go home and change because she feels weird about her teapots. And the lawyer's like, the fuck are you talking about? She's like, my PJs. And so she gets up in front of the judge and she's basically like, you know, her classic Molly. And the judge can see that, like, what? why is this woman here in yeah. front of me? Yeah. So she's like, he's like, yeah, you just need to go home, go to work, and that's it. And she's like, Molly's like, neat. That's what I do anyway. And the mm-hmm. judge is like, dope have a good time and looks at detective stark like are you fucking kidding me like really um and molly also apologizes about her teapots which i I thought was adorable (laughs) um and also i don't know if this confused you at all and maybe i'm just an idiot but i also learned in this moment that molly's last name is gray i thought her last name was made like when she was going on and on in the beginning about like molly made i was like isn't that she was like isn't it funny because my last name is made okay wait i we need to pause right here and have a, <laughs> have a discussion about molly made what is molly made i think it's, it's like an international like not an international like a national chain of like a maid service oh. so like the molly maids like okay. on the side of vans this okay this is making so much sense i i think um, in the beginning of the book, when they were like, Molly, who's a maid? Isn't that funny? Because like Molly Maid, I don't think her name was actually Molly Maid. It was just that she is Molly and she is a maid. Because I, so, I totally thought the way that that was described, that her last name oh, was Maid. And I was like, no. that's actually really funny. No, not at all. <laughs> but that's okay. The funny, well, not the, well, the funny part for me is that like this whole time I've had no idea what Molly Maid was. I was just like, I'm just going <laughs> to ignore this simple fact. Uh, but today driving home, I saw a little car with molly made on the side of it with like a number and everything it was like a whole business and i was no like way. i was like oh, is this what molly made is and then i was like wait what if this molly made is like just based off of like a different molly made that the that they're referring to in the book and it's a whole different molly made. and i was like going on this like whole thing in my head and i was like this is this is too much so i'm really, I'm really glad that we okay so molly made is like some kind of like made business yes which i made service saw today which you saw today and molly's last name is gray not Not made made. (laughs) okay i was like apparently it's gray and i was so confused and then they call her molly gray like a whole bunch after this i was like okay apparently that is her last name and i I just ignored all that (laughs) um so after Molly gets released by the judge to go home, um, Charlotte and Mr. Preston kind of like bring Molly home. Um, and then the landlord kind of comes out and is like being a dick to Molly. And he's like, you're causing problems and you were arrested. And Charlotte basically bullies the shit out of the <laughs> landlord for Molly. She's like, you have a bunch of like code hazards here. And I kind of think you're a slumlord. And if you want to pull some shit, I can take you to court. Um, and he's like, never mind. <laughs> he just like slinks back into his apartment. I just imagine it. 
it's uh, Homer Simpson in that like meme where <laughs> he like bushes. goes backwards into the bush. <laughs> it's Mr. Rosso, Rosso the, the landlord. Totally. Um, and I'm going to really just glaze over this because okay. it's just repeating the same shit we've read throughout the book. Um, They're like explaining like how it all happened. Yeah. And- so Molly tells their story, Charlotte the story. And then they call Juan Manuel to help. They basically ask him to come over to, like, help corroborate Molly's story. Yeah. Um, And he comes and tells his side that basically his papers had expired and he somehow went to Rodney. I don't remember why that happened. But he Mm. goes to Rodney and Rodney's like, oh, I have a lawyer friend who can help you with your immigration case. And then he basically steals all his shit and, like, all of his money. Mm -hmm. So Juan Manuel has no ability to, like, help himself out or go get a new lawyer. Um, and he also, like, loses his housing and all of this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. Rodney basically traps him um, and then abuses him and makes him cut cocaine for apparently a very long time. Yes. Um, so Juan Manuel um, is like, well, I couldn't go to anyone because I'm, you know, my pa- I don't have any papers, so I can't go to the police for this. So, mm-hmm. um, but they convince him that they'll be able to help him um, and... Charlotte knows a good lawyer that can help him. So he agrees to kind of corroborate. Um, And it's very clear, very fast that eventually Juan Manuel and Molly are going to get together because Juan Manuel is like, perfect and does everything that like molly would want like like molly is so impressed when he like comes in the door and like wipes his own shoes off which i still think is weird that people will like wipe the bottom of their shoes with a towel yeah like, i don't i don't know why anyways but she's like that. she's like really impressed by that and then he like does it he like basically is just like a decent human and like yes. notices stuff that is in her house and he's like okay i can do the dishes i can like wipe my shoes because like it's yeah. clear that you like that yeah um so they basically come up with this like wildly far-fetched plan to catch Rodney this is so weird (laughs) it's so weird and so she basically calls Molly messages Rodney and she's like oh my god the police have arrested me and I told them stuff and we need to meet up and Rodney's like oh my god you dumb bitch (laughs) (laughs) um so they go to Olive Garden again Mm -hmm. um and uh sorry my handwriting is so bad um Molly basically like practices a lot to like to trick him. Yeah, and she has to, like, practice with, like, Mr. Preston and Charlotte, and they, like, coach her, and, like, okay, you're gonna say this, and, like... Yeah. Like, because she has <laughs> to, like, lie to him, basically, and she's, like, not... A pe- well, I mean... Apparently, she, she can't lie to Rodney, but she can lie to, like, literally every mother, every other motherfucker. <laughs> right, right. So they, like, coach her up on, like, how she's supposed to, like, say things and what she should say to him. And so they meet at the Olive Garden. And, like, he's, yeah. like, he's like to the waiter, he's, like, oh, no, we're just going to, like, be quick. Like, we don't need a whole lot. And then she orders, like, a bajillion, like, she pastas and salad. She orders the entire tour of Italy. He, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so, basically, she, like, tells him what's going on and that um, the gun is still there. Um, and, like, the police know and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then... Rodney's like, well, you have to get it. Like you have, and Molly's like, I can't go in there. She's mm-hmm. like, but you can. If I can sneak a key, mm-hmm. I can give it to you, and you can go in and get all the shit and like clean, clean Mr. Black's room oh. because because now because apparently she's like, you know, told like uh, the detective that like there's a, the evidence like the gun and all yeah. this stuff and mm-hmm. that like now it needs to get you need to get rid of it, but I can't do it, so you do it. Yeah. So Rodney apparently falls for this, um, and so Molly will get a room key so that R- Rodney can get in. Um. <laughs> my next note is I still can't figure out where the fuck this book takes place. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, apparently it's um, Olive Garden in London. Olive Garden um, in London. But anyway, so they kind of go through, they trick Rodney, and then they go through this, like, extremely complicated process where, like, Charlotte is, like, weirdly waiting outside of the detective's, like, office like the police station and then molly and mr preston go to the hotel molly like hides in an alleyway while mr preston goes and gets his like workday started uh-huh. he then gets a key for her he they then have like a bit they make a big old show of her being there then they right. interchange the key and then molly is able to give the key to rodney who then like runs into the hotel and then molly like sits in a tea shop across the street and just waits waits and watches um and then molly is so fucking stupid again and calls giselle and tells her to run yeah and somehow we learn that like mr black was somehow like like benevolent and gives the cayman island house to giselle which i was like that doesn't make any fucking sense at all yeah yeah that whole part was super i'm like molly why are you called like this whole relationship between her and giselle is so So upsetting it's so weird and i'm like you guys 
aren't even that close, but like Molly doesn't really know, I guess, what a good friend is. I, I don't I don't know, but she like thinks Giselle is like this really good friend to her. And so she like wants to warn her like, Giselle, you got to get out of here before she goes down. So she calls her and is like, you get your shit and go. And so Giselle is able to like yeah. escape basically. Yeah, and- she basically tips her off that the p- police are coming. Right. Because she tells her like, and then she calls her and she's like, you lied to me. And then Giselle's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I kind of did. But I did punch Rodney in the face, like, when I found out that he had you as a mute, like, running as a mule. And, like, Giselle is just, like, she's not a good person. And so, like, I don't know. It's just wild. And I can't believe that Molly did this. And I was like, also, is nobody checking cell phone records? I know. I was, yeah, there's so many plot holes here. Oh, the, this ending of this book is just a giant plot hole (laughs) to the point where i was like this is just stupid yeah this just makes no fucking sense at all yes oh god but so she tells giselle to run to the cayman islands that apparently black even though he like beats her up and doesn't do any like was basically like i fucking hate you Mm -hmm. but also was like but i'll give you the cayman island house so apparently she has that now um and um i was like molly somehow also is like not able to remember um colombo again that this is not a good Mm, idea but mm -hmm. whatever um and she then mentioned she can read subtle she's getting better at reading subtle cues now (laughs) and i was like apparently you learned this within the last two seconds because the whole paragraph before that was like you have a hard time reading Mm -hmm. body language but then she sees herself um on the news they're basically talking about that she was arrested Mm -hmm. um but then, basically, when that ends, she looks outside, and Rodney is being, like, led out of the, like, the police show up, and then he's being led out of the hotel, and Detective Stark somehow looks across the street into the tea shop and is like, Hey, Molly. Hey. Nod. Yeah. Nod of acknowledgement. I'm sorry that, that I just I doubted you. That I yeah. randomly accused you of murder with literally no hard evidence except for circumstantial by yeah. anywho. But anyway, so Rodney is arrested. Yay! Yeah, because he got, like, caught in the room, probably trying to look for the gun and his bag of cocaine or whatever. Yeah. So they called it, like, in flagrant. Yeah, that, in flagrant. Is that how you say it? Flagrant. I, I, I guess know. so. <laughs> in flagrante. In flagrant. <laughs> As us Americans pronounce it. In flagrant. Um, so molly goes home and her and manuel kind of like have dinner and talk he's like set up this like romantic olive garden leftover dinner and then um charlotte and mr preston bring detective stark over because apparently she needs to apologize to molly in person in her home it's so weird (laughs) so um we learn that there are like all charges are dropped for Mm -hmm. charlotte as well as juan manuel and he's gonna get the immigration lawyer yeah um and then they have a really weird conversation with Mr. Preston where we learn that him and Gran at one point were engaged, but he was poor and that somehow allowed... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, he was just poor. Oh, okay. And she was wealthy. But then he gives like... he ba- Since Molly apparently can lie about Giselle and tell Giselle to run, but can't pick up on the fact that like Mr. <laughs> Preston is like, I'm your grandpa. Like he literally says everything except the words, I'm your grandpa and she's just kind of like, huh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, she does not, like, does not, she doesn't get, get it. it. And Charlotte, Charlotte gets it. But also, yes. I don't understand why Mr. Preston just can't say, I'm your grandpa. Yeah. But also, apparently, Gran got pregnant when she was 16. Yes. Then, her family kicked her out, and she went to go be a, a domestic servant in a house. Mm-hmm. And somehow, her and Mr. Preston can't fucking get married or be together. But I was like, but you got pregnant and your family kicked you out. So if your family's telling you you can't marry him, right. why the fuck are you not to get like, right? Like you got this? kicked out. So like, why wouldn't you get back to it? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And no. Mr. Preston's like, well, you wouldn't have, your, your granddad wouldn't have left if he ha- didn't have to. And I was and like, like, you, you didn't, didn't have to. Yeah. That was, I was going to point that out that he was like, I didn't want to. And I was like, you didn't have to after she got kicked out. Like yeah. what? If that was the only problem solved, so weird but yeah so apparently he is her grandpa which i think we all kind of like at at least i had a feeling that he was it seemed that way just because of how much he acted as like a 
uh, like a fatherly-ish figure for her, kind of uh-huh. parental, like always like looking out for her and like caring for her and like how much she was like talking about her grand and being like, your grand was just a sweet lady. <laughs> your grand was real hot. <laughs> <laughs> I loved your grand. I got the hot sweet grandma. <laughs> um, and then um, this part, this part did it in for me. The, so at the end, they all go home and then Juan Manuel sleeps in her Molly's bedroom and Molly yeah. goes into her grand's bedroom. And then we have a <gasps> fucking flashback. Okay, yeah, so it fucking ruins like just everything. everything. Okay, okay. So she, so she's like, this is the first time she's gone back to, into her grand's yeah. room, right? Because Juan Manuel is going to take her room. So she's like back and then, then she's like, ha- re- like reminiscing on Gran and like the last days with Gran. Ooh, you take it away. Gran makes Molly kill her. Yep. Gran, who makes and is teaching Molly how to live in the world, Mm -hmm. being neurotypical, makes her fucking kill her. Yep. She will not go to the hospital. She's apparently in so much pain in the end. And instead of just going to the hospital and asking for, like, uh, assisted euthanasia from a fucking medical professional, she makes Molly overdose her on pain medication and then fucking smother her with a pillow. Yeah. Which is insane. And I don't know how this hasn't come up until literally like 20 pages from the end of the fucking book. When I read this part, I was like, I'm done. I can't. This is fucking weird. This is it weird. Yeah. And why is that supposed to be like a, oh, a, like a weird, sweet moment? That's, That's not sweet. It's abusive and weird as fuck. It's exactly how I felt because the way it's written, it's supposed to be like, Molly, like, you know, we've talked about this. This is my last wish. And like, it's supposed to be this like, it's supposed to be this like sweet moment where like Molly's granting her and like helping her grand pass, like whatever. And it's just brutal. It's It's awful. Molly And Molly doesn't want to. Molly's like, can you please? No, please. She's begging her. Yeah, like, I will take you to the doctor. We can go get you more pain meds. Like, please let me take you to the hospital. And her grand's like, no, we've talked about this. You just need to do it. And then, it, oh, God. Yeah, yeah she keeps saying awful. it's time. And that's, yeah. fuck, it's just, it's awful. It's not okay. This is fucked up. Be Like, this, I was like, I, nope, the end. This is so stupid. Yeah. And it's just royally weird and then i was like and somehow there is no autopsy done on this woman Mm -hmm. to we see on mr black that from being suffocated you have mark like your body shows that right they just wheel her out they're just like she's an old lady i guess she's dead but they don't do like yeah i'm pretty sure they do like when you call and say my partner has died, the paramedics come and they do a review so that they find out that you didn't just murder your fucking husband or something. But no, they don't do fucking anything. There's no autopsy to find out that she has been overdosed and suffocated. Yeah. I think there might be some laws where there has to be some kind of consent given by like the family. I feel like. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard that before. So I feel like maybe that was just like, just fucking weird. And just, yeah, that bothered me. I think it's stupid. It makes no sense. It's brutal and abusive. <laughs> yeah. And it's not sweet and cute at all. No. Um, but apparently she just remembers and like reminisces that like, oh, yeah, I killed my grandma. In this bed that I'm now going to sleep in. Yay. Yeah. And then she wakes up and has breakfast with Juan Manuel. And they talk <laughs> about crumpets. Uh. And then Mr. Snow calls and offers them their jobs back. And Molly's like, I'll see you at work tomorrow because that's molly Mm -hmm. and then we get a flash forward to several months from now and molly is working she's now the head maid she's dating juan manuel um i do have to say real quick the way that juan manuel is portrayed which is horrifically stereotypical pisses me off Mm, okay like and i'll explain this more in my thoughts okay he is written in such a stereotypical manner that it is infuriating. Okay, to me. I'm excited to hear this because I, I, I didn't quite love his character, and I could never like really pin it down. But and so I feel like you might like say some things that like I agree with. Yeah, I'll say in the thoughts, okay. like a little bit more explanation, but it bothers the fuck out of me. Okay. Um, but her and Juan Manuel are dating. Um, because Juan Manuel is a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, we then learn from her coworkers giving her odd looks which don't make doesn't make any sense to me. But we learn that Molly testifies um, in the case of the murder of Mr. Black. And then she suddenly brings up that there was another person. So she in goes the room. so she goes off script and yeah. like Charlotte her lawyer is like 
Molly, what are you doing? And then she like goes on to describe how like, like after she fainted and Mr. Black sweet, like she woke up and she was like looking in in the mirror and she saw someone standing with a pillow. Yeah. But she's like, but I don't know who it was. Because it was, they were in a dark corner and then I passed out again. And And you're like, you the fuck the whole time, this whole book. Yeah. This is not brought up at all. And it almost ruins the case because then everyone's being like, why didn't you bring this up before? Like, are you a credible witness? Like all these things. It's like what you've literally not mentioned a single thing until now. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I didn't think anyone would believe me because no one believes me and no one ever thinks, which makes me question myself and blah, 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 which is not. Like, that's, no, that's not credible at all. But somehow that works. And everyone's, Mm -hmm. like, odd. They're, like, wow, you, like, testified and, like, (laughs) gave your truth. Wow. That's amazing. Um, And then we learn that she saw Mrs. Black, the first Mrs. Black, in Uh the room. Mrs. Black is there when she wakes up. And she's, like, hear me out about why I murdered my husband. Yep. And she's, like, I suffocated him with a pillow. And that's pretty much all Molly needs. And she's, like, ah, you suffocated him with a pillow. Yeah. Dope. I also have murdered someone with a pillow. <laughs> You're like, this is really clever writing. And then she just lets Mrs. Black go. And then she li- and she lies about it. the enti- And I was like, this is so stupid. The entire book, there is not a hint that there was another person there. There is not even an inkling that this right. went on. This is fucking stupid. It's supposed you don't get to, to pull this out at the end of the book. It's supposed to be like this like surprise ending that's like, oh my God, I could have never seen it. But you're just like... It fell so flat for me. Yes. It so makes flat. no sense. Yeah. And it's like, she killed her husband because like, he like, wasn't a good dude. And like, yeah, he was abusive and a dickhead. Like the guy. Yeah. yeah like he's not, he, he sucked, but it just, it, the whole thing fell flat for me. And then Molly also gets like a mysterious $10,000 from a Sandy Cayman, oh, God. Um, who is, who is obviously Giselle, <laughs> Giselle, who is like in the Cayman islands, um, sending her like, thank you money or like gratitude money or some shit yeah. like that. I don't even know. Because they somehow cannot find her. Another thing that I'm like, how could, like, how is, what? Yeah, they somehow cannot find her because she's so, it's so mysterious as to where Giselle would have gone. Even though her husband gave her the deed to the Cayman Island house. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was her and Rodney's plan was to go to the Cayman right, Island right. house. Yeah, I don't think we ever said that, but it was like, yeah, that they were gonna like, she was going to divorce Mr. Black and then they were going to start like anew in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Um, and so it seems as if Rodney went to jail, even though he didn't kill Mr. Black, he's still a bad dude, but yeah. he was, um, cause he was in jail for conspiracy, illegal firearm possession, drug drugs. dealing, racketeering, like all sorts mm. of, he had like a whole bunch of felony charges. Charges. Okay. But yeah. And that's the end. And also somehow Molly's whole tone is completely different at the end. And she is seemingly like a completely different character. Yeah. But yeah, she can lie about Mrs. Black. She can lie about Giselle. She can lie about um, the fucking ring. She can lie to her grandma when she was a kid. But somehow she can't go talk to Rodney and be like, it just... It makes me want to huck the book across the room. (laughs) (laughs) It just fucking infuriates me. Yeah, it was... It was not, I I didn't like how most of the characters were written in this book, like at all. And yeah. for Molly being the main character and for her to be so, um, hip, not hypocritical, but the like, like what's like negates herself all the yeah, time. Like, totally. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just, it just didn't make any sense. Not that it was <clears> just <throat> like a driver for the plot when it was convenient. It, yes, exactly. When it was convenient for her to be like confused and not understand things, that was fine. But mm-hmm. then on others, she's like willfully, like she's like willfully manipulative in certain circumstances. Like I'm not saying she's not trying to do the right thing, but like yeah. you can't say that she's not a person who's not going to lie at all, and then have her lie consistently mm-hmm. throughout the book. Right? Doesn't mean. Uh. But anyway, that's how that book ends. Yay. And you're um, apparently <laughs> supposed to feel good about it at the end. I Yeah, it's supposed to be all feel goody. Like uh, everything is wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, this, this whole set of chapters was such a downward fucking fall for me. It just kept so snowballing. Bad. So bad. So uh, let's uh, move into our, our thoughts, feelings, and ratings. Uh-huh. Do you want to go first? Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, you want to do ratings? 
if you want to start with ratings. I'm just going to tell you what I rated it or what I'm going to rate it. Um, you're making me rethink this, though. I know. I'm rethinking my rating Shit. as well. Okay. Um, I, so I'll just say what I was originally going to give it. I was originally going to give it a two out of five. Mm-hmm. And I am now wondering if I need to lower that to like a <laughs> one and a half, maybe a one. Damn. Okay. I will decide by the end of this episode what it's actually going to be, but it's at most a two. Um, I think we talked a lot about like the inconsistencies for characters. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck was Giselle's character? Yeah. It's like so why weird. is she like being friends with this? Like, ma- like it doesn't really seem like their friendship. They got much out of each other. I mean, I guess no. Giselle was like lonely, but I- it just, it didn't really make sense to me. Also, she's like super, should be super trackable by the police. Yeah. And yet they cannot find her. Uh, And apparently the hotel has no video cameras at all. Right. At all. So dumb. (laughs) Um, and the whole scene with her killing her grandma was just that, that, that might be the reason why I have to downgrade this rating. Like that was so like, it's such poor taste. It, yeah, it was fucked up. Like I, I don't know. It was awful. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also have a theory that um, uh, the ex-wife, Mrs. Black, Mm -hmm. uh, did not kill Mr. Black. Oh, really? I have a theory that because um, Molly killed her gran with a pillow, and that's how Mr. Black died, I have a theory that, like, Molly killed Mr. Black. I'm not really... This is not fully fleshed out, Uh but it would be the same... Not motive, but the... What do you call that? Um, when you like do the same thing over and over, you have like a oh, like a not like a calling like a, card, but, yeah. But you know what I mean. That's the only thing, like a modus operandi, like an mo. Yeah, like an mo. So the pillow, and then for how much she like faints, um, I I could see her like fainting mm-hmm. and then like dreaming up that it was Mrs. Black who did it, like kind oh, of almost like okay hallucinating. So maybe she like doesn't even know that she did it mm-hmm. she just did it because she's like suddenly super protective of giselle and like he made giselle super upset and she's yeah. like <laughs> and okay throughout this book she did make a couple like weird comments about like i could kill a guy or like whatever do you know what i'm saying like it came up a couple times in the book oh, r- at yeah, random where she's points. like really upset with someone and she was yes. like i could do that yeah i could stab somebody right oh, she, she does say that like a couple of times she like and it's not like overdone but there's a few times where you're just like whoa that was like a violent thought you just had yeah and so i'm wondering if she just like oh like you know what i mean like saw giselle was in like such distress and then was like fuck this guy like he's beating her like this is my friend and then she smothered him with the pillow and then either she like knows that and is like lying about this whole thing or Mm. she like passed out and like kind of like dreamt it up oh i like that yeah i'm like that to me is a little bit more interesting than the ex-wife did it because yeah mr black's a terrible guy and apparently he was like like high and drunk and running around and then he just kind of like threw himself into bed and fell asleep and that's how mrs black was able to kill him and i was like this is so fucking stupid yeah yeah so um uh there was something else i was gonna say and i'm not remembering it right now maybe it'll come back to me in a little bit but what are your ratings thoughts so when i first finished it i was like I really didn't know how to rate it. I was just like wildly confused as to what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I initially was, I gave it like a two out of five, two and a half out of five with a bunch of question marks. Mm-hmm. And now it's definitely going to be a two. Mm. Um, and it might be a one and a half, but I think based off my rating scale, I don't think I can give it a one and a half, but I don't know, but it, it sucks. And I would not recommend <laughs> it. It sucks. And Apology. I would not recommend it to anyone. I, I would tell people about it in how fucking insane it is. Like, this is a book we're going to remember because of, like, how... Yes. We didn't enjoy it. Yes. And <laughs> before we, like, continue to shit all over it, you know, if you like this book, if you got something out of it, yes. like, I'm happy that it was for you, and maybe you should tell us what you what it was that you liked, because I, I am genuinely curious, and this is making me want to go read all the reviews and be like, okay, what are people liking about this? And yeah. And who also agrees with me like i, I need <laughs> so to see both sides that's what i did last night because i was oh, trying to figure out trying to figure out my feelings and um so one one manuel i find is 
was really stereotypical and his character like made me uncomfortable with how stereotypical he was. Like Mm. it felt like she was just like, I need a convenient plot point for like why he wouldn't say anything. And so he's, Oh, and he's like, like um an illegal immigrant and then it gotcha everything about him like he's a a dishwasher like they make him like almost like bumblingly sweet and Mm -hmm. i just like i don't know it just bothered me but as i was reading through the reviews they were like every single character is just like she like literally googled like (laughs) autistic person or like someone and then like wrote based off of like a wikipedia description and i was like that makes sense for how i was feeling and then you know i it really bothered me that no one noticed or realized or did anything about molly being neurotypical and it really with being apparently so blatantly like because it again she went the author went through and like found every like autistic trait Mm -hmm. and then wrote it into this character Mm -hmm. and for that if you're going to do that that's so obvious yeah yeah someone who is neurotypical and needs different kind of accommodation yeah and that no one figured it out and then at the end they kept harping on like we're all different in the same way or we're all the same but different and i was like that to me reads as like i don't see color oh my god yeah like i don't see neuro i don't see neuro typical no her being no typical doesn't decrease her but it does make her a person that needs different accommodations or a different way of going about doing things and the fact that no one not even her grand not fucking anybody does anything about it pissed me off and then it just like added to the fact that i was like once again it's super stereotypical like and then like but i don't see color i don't see near i don't see you're right you're that's totally that's totally why i feel like this left a bad taste in my mouth because pretty much every character in here is just kind of like well molly's just weird yeah like i don't know how to explain it but she's just icky and like does things strangely and it's like have you do you live in the 21st century like do you know anything about like just people in general like what? Yeah, like, if this was set in, like, the 90s or the 80s, like, yeah, okay, maybe. Right. But, like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And, like, even then, some would be like, hey, are you, like, like, more people would, I feel like, would pick up on it. I don't know. It just yeah. drove me absolutely nuts. And then, um, uh, I wrote again. I can't figure out where this book takes place. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the ending was just unhinged, implausible. Yep. It was all just a giant plot hole. Mm-hmm. and stupid and i was like okay there was literally no checking of cell phone records there was no um like no actual work done on trying to figure out it who killed this man it didn't seem like the author maybe knew a whole lot about like detectives and crime scenes and yeah. for like like, it just seemed like she kind of, like, again, Googled it and, like, glazed over some, like, okay, like, the detective's yes. going to be there and she's going to be, like, questioning and she's going to be kind of a dick and whatever. But it doesn't <laughs> seem like she actually understands the full process or, like, how yeah. implausible all exactly. of it seemed. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the fact that, like, I don't know. And the fact that Molly didn't get in trouble at all for, like, taking a ring from a dead man and then pawning it. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what the hell? Yeah, there was no repercussions for that. No, none at all. And then we're all just, like, we all know that there's being a drug ring being run out of a hotel because Mr. Snow repeats it all the time. And he doesn't get in trouble for anything. nobody does anything about it until the Mm -hmm. man is dead. And then they're like, thank God we don't have to deal drugs out of the hotel anymore. (laughs) Uh, And then everything about it was just like at the end, like the the beginning half, I could like um, suspend belief. And I was like, this is kind of it's not a really well written book, in my opinion. Yeah. And I was like, but it's a fun ride. And then Mm -hmm. the second half, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is awful. (laughs) I feel like I'm on drugs. (laughs) And uh, the whole part with like Molly's parents was just like so... Oh, I literally don't remember anything about yeah, it except it was for her like, mom was a drug addict. Yeah, like her mom was like a drug addict because she like got in with a bad egg because her dad her dad was yes. also like a drug addict. And then it was like Mr. Preston, the grandfather, at like some point was like trying to like, no, don't do drugs and like save his daughter oh, that yeah. he like doesn't even know because he like refuses to like be a part of their life or, or something. Or do anything about. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is so irrelevant. It makes no sense it doesn't add to the story at all no it molly doesn't fucking care really it seems like because she's like all about her grand and she's like yeah my mom's just like not here i guess like yeah i, I just it didn't 
it didn't matter. And I'm like, what, why are we Yeah, like, it was it just to like talk about drugs more. Like, I, I think so. Just to be like, there's no way that Molly would be involved because she, her mom died of drugs. <laughs> oh, see, I forgot about that. And yeah. I was like, okay. Cause Molly does at one point when she's being questioned by detective Stark, she's like, but I've never seen a drug in my whole life. Like yeah. I, like how would I be dealing cocaine? Like, I yeah. don't know how it's so, it's just, mm. oh, and then there was something else that I was going to say and I can't remember it anymore, but it, it just goes along with the, whole like how are there no cell phone records checked how is there all this i just don't understand i just i don't get it i don't understand i need to know why people like this book and i need to know why goodreads keeps leading me astray uh i know i was like all of these like (laughs) top ones i'm like point Uh, (laughs) like why are we what is and then it it just was making me i was like yeah i was like what was i supposed to get out of this (laughs) i think i refuse to look at goodreads for suggestions for a little while because i'm just like you've done you've done me dirty you did us yeah you you did us dirty yeah you lost my trust this was um in our opinions not a good book uh no and i'm glad if people did enjoy it but not for us yeah if you enjoy it like as we've always said like books books and media and art are subjective and everybody has their own opinion and those opinions are wonderful and great but for Chandler and I this was a no and I will literally tell people that if you want to read the most unhinged book I think I've ever <laughs> read in my life read The Maid <laughs> mm. sorry I'm reading the back of the book like all these uh like glowing reviews and I'm like I disagree I know I disagree uh okay is there anything else we need to say about this book before we uh um nothing beyond it's it's silly it's a silly little goose all right well then (laughs) let's move on to fuck yes and fuck yous and what's coming up next for us yeah you want to oh you 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 go first okay do it (laughs) um i i already kind of told you my fuck you but i will give you a little bit more detail basically this whole week is like kind of crazy and thursday Mm -hmm. i have to go to um a field trip with my one of my classes and so, so the field trip is going to be a three plus hour bus ride one way so insane <laughs> so i have to commute to school so i have to get there at 6 six fifteen ish which is fine i usually get there that early anyways but it's like a 40 minute drive to get to school mm-hmm. and then i'm gonna get on a bus and i drive for with three, a bunch of teens. With a bunch of, with a bunch of stinky teens. Um, <laughs> that's such a good point that they're going to be stinky. <laughs> they're always stinky. Oh, it's always one thing or another. Either they smell bad or they've put on way too much of like oh, yeah. a cologne or a spray uh-huh. or something. It just <laughs> always smells like something. Yeah. Um, teen spirit, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most old people way of making a Nirvana <laughs> joke I have ever heard. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I know, I'm some sorry. Might <laughs> some might say. <laughs> so we're gonna be on a bus for a really long time and we're gonna be there. It's gonna be wonderful. We're getting a tour of campus um and get to see like all these amazing things. It's a really big popular campus. The kids are excited to go. Uh and then they get to like run around free for like an hour and a half, which is gonna be chaos, but it'll be fine. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Um and oh it's weird that I have to be the adult in that situation. Um and then uh, and then we get to drive three plus hours back traffic hour mm-hmm. so we're not going to get back until my guess is at the earliest 7 p.m so like yeah. 6 a.m to 7 p.m and then i gotta drive the 45 minutes back, back home <laughs> and then go to bed and then, and then get up and do it again yeah but not a field trip the next day anyway so that's my fuck you is i i i don't i don't want to drive for like literally six seven eight like eight hours on yeah. thursday totally yeah what is your fuck you um, okay, my fuck you, I would like to premise, pre- preface this with, I am being a whiny little baby, and I do understand that I, and I fully support services paid for by taxes. However, my fuck you <laughs> is a fuck you to taxes. <laughs> I hate oh, doing, like, like doing your taxes. Yeah. And ah. then I hate what happened this year because oh. I owed money <gasps> and I was like, fuck this. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world when you owe money? It just made me so mad. And like, I know, cause I had to take out, um, money from my old jobs 401k and oh. we, we used it for the down payment on our house yeah but apparently that is not a a legitimate taxable reason for taking money out of your 401k 401ks are 
have rules and things that I don't Which understand. I didn't know. Got it. And like, I'm not upset about it at all because it, you know, it helped us do, do yes, a life a house thing. And yeah. It was, and you know, I have really, we decided because I have really good benefits with the Fed. So anyway, but I didn't realize that. And then I specifically took out the max that they said for federal taxes and state taxes and nope it apparently wasn't enough <gasps> and i still owed oh that's and i was like that's bonkers and granted i didn't owe a lot but i again but i still, prefaced this by owe. being a whiny baby and i'm upset about it and taxes are stupid and dumb but i well, do no one like public services and i do like that my tech like i hope my taxes go to do something good i don't know if they do but it but, is but it is just such a bummer yes. when, like i feel like nobody teaches you any of this no ever, at all and then they're like good luck doing your taxes and you're just like but uh but how and yeah and then you think you're doing the right thing you're like okay i'm gonna do the max amount withdrawal so that way i don't have to pay taxes later yeah and then you get fucked and you're like but i was i thought i was doing the right thing i was being I careful and then you're like what the hell and i was like and we're doing it to go to buy a home to buy our first home i was right. like surely that's gonna do something nope it's <laughs> apparently like unless you're dead or someone be dead, uh-huh. you don't take that shit out at all. Yeah. And I was like, you're <laughs> like, meh. So I'm a grumpy baby and I'm upset about it. <laughs> yeah. Like any kind of retirement. And like, I know not a lot about any of this, but like, I'm starting to like do research because now I'm like, oh my God, do I like have enough money for retirement? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like, they have such different rules and regulations and all the wording is so unclear yes and then it's like if you can do it for this one type of 401k you can't do it for this like the Roth IRA like like, like, clearly I'm like looking into like many options right now but it's like it's all like I'm like I don't know which to pick I don't know what's better I don't know what's happening like yeah it's very confusing so that makes a lot of sense I'm sorry you had to pay taxes that's an awful feeling it's okay and then also TurboTax is like, you owe us $118 for us to just like make you click a bunch of buttons. And I was like, girl, we'll tell you how to do taxes for free next year. <sighs> Thank you. Because it was real mad. Aaron found uh, a really good. Uh, oh, I don't, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't. I would say it if I knew it right to share with everybody, but I don't actually remember the name of yeah. it right now. But he like found this like it's basically OK. This is what Aaron told me. Yeah. So if I'm wrong, you can blame Aaron. OK. Um that the IRS actually provides like a free tax service, like online tax service, oh. but they don't tell anyone about it because like they want you like H&R Block and, and TurboTax, TurboTax have lobbied. Right. Yeah. And so they would want you to use those whatever so that you you pay for those services, but you can actually do it for free. Huh. And it's technically through the IRS, but it's some like kind of Damn weird it. it's like free tax.com or some shit i don't know what it's called but okay um that you and he's used that for a couple years now and it's works great and God damn it. we never have to pay for shit well now you know well now i know yeah but yeah for people who are listening to this outside of america or the united states we have to pay to do our taxes and then you don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen when you do them you might get money back you might, might have not. to owe so yeah. yay the united I, states is fun i hate that i hate how you never know you never know like every no. year like last year okay last year i had to pay taxes and i was like what right i have literally never no that's not that's not true but like usually i never have to pay and i was like this is so fucking weird and then this year we got a big fat ass return and I'm just like, I know I know. part of it is that, like, we're married and we're, like, filing jointly and, like, whatever. There's certain, like, tax perks with that. But I'm also, like, I don't I don't understand how last year I owed money and this year, like, they're just, like, take money. Like, I mean, I'm happy. Like, give me the money. But yeah. But what? I don't get it. When I was a grad student and literally made no income one year, they, I, I owed. And I was like, I made no income, though. The only income I got was from student loans, which I'm going to have to pay back <laughs> later. The U.S. government has just got, like, this big old pole, like, the flag, and is just bonking you with the flag. Seriously, they were like, here's some money from the U.S. government. And uh-huh. then the U.S. government was like, no, give us some of that money. I'm like, but I'm going to pay you back this money with interest anyway. And they're like, no, we want a part of it right now. America. Oh, fuck me. But anyway, taxes are dumb. Taxes are dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, what's your fuck yeah um, my fuck yeah uh over spring break my dad came to visit gary. Which was gary we love we love gary shout out to gary yeah he is amazing he's also like obsessed with doing any kind of project like 
last year he built a fence and a gate for us and this year he built some shelves and then like helped us landscape like half of our backyard (laughs) um and then while he was here he started planning his next project for next spring break he's gonna like redo our little firewood shed that's like really (laughs) dilapidated and falling over Gary I know he like can't but it's it's so nice because he like knows how to do all these things Uh uh-huh he has like all the tools and like if we know what we're doing ahead of time, he'll bring some tools with him. Or sometimes he just like comes here and then he's like, oh, well, you're going to need a, this tool for this. So I'm just going to buy it for you. So he just freaking buys his tools. And I'm like, that's so nice. Yeah, and I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like, dad, it's very, very sweet of him. But we we basically like all of our tools that we own are just like Gary, like coming up every once in a while, and, like starts a project. And he's like, well, I guess we're going to need a this. And then goes into Home Depot and buys one for us. Oh, that oh, man. Gary. Protect that man at all costs. Seriously. But, He's amazing. I love him. And we played lots of board games mm-hmm. and stuff. He's a board game guy or he's trying to be. It's really cute watching him play board games and it try is. really hard. <laughs> um, but that's my fuck yeah, is that my dad came to visit and we got a lot of stuff done and it was just, it was good family time. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad you had a good time with your dad. It was good. It was great. And um, Gary's great. He, yeah, because you guys got to hang out with him too. Yeah. Yeah. We love, we stand Gary. Yeah, he loved you. <laughs> Tia is such a character. <laughs> I do have to say, parents usually usually love me. I can see why. And I think it's because I've always gotten along with like uh, adults, like people mm. much older than me. Yeah, because um, I was a weird kid, and so I just you, get you along were, with older people. You were also the kid who like did really well in school. So I imagine that you were always like the good influence kid. That like <laughs> when you went to friends' houses, they were like, "Oh my god, I hope like little." little um i don't know janice will always stay friends with tia she's just such a good influence <laughs> and i'm also just like I, yeah i'm just always like <laughs> yes you are always i'm like here <laughs> uh, what, um, is, uh, what is your fuck yeah um my fuck yeah is that and this is i i was gonna preface this with being like this sounds narcissistic and then i was like that's this is not narcissistic my birthday was on saturday and it was a great birthday that's literally not that's literally just a fact i know it's a fact that you you had a birthday and that your birthday was awesome Awesome. also a fact Uh, yeah so fuck that anxious thought and uh my birthday was on saturday and it was a great frickson birthday dude a really great day i freaking loved hearing about it like your birthday just sounded awesome it was fucking dope give us like a little snippet of what you did it was the most tea day ever um so robert and i went to brunch at the first place him and i ever went to brunch to um and it is not as good as it used to be (laughs) but it was nostalgia and that was nice um and then we went to the game store that's like right around the corner yeah and i got some D &D stuff Ooh, and that book looks cool the monsters oh, book the monster book is dope yeah. and then i also got a D screen which i didn't realize when you open the screen up it's got a bunch of like cheat sheet shit in there and i was because i'm the dm i'm like fuck yeah yeah goodbye um, goodbye and then we went to the movies to see the dungeon and dragons movie which was awesome also an amazing and movie the more i'm thinking about it the better that movie is yes and like the more so fucking good the more i like look at people's like reviews online or like watch YouTube videos. I'm like, this is so, yes. Yeah. Like it's definitely a movie that I think can be well enjoyed. Like with your group of, if you have a group of D and D people who play like watching it all together and getting to mm-hmm. kind of like joke around and like whatever, like it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's not too oh, like, no. it's not too pandery to like the, the D and D whatever people. So no. And it's, it's honestly just like if you made your own D and D campaign, mm-hmm. a movie, yeah, and that's how it feels. And there's yeah. so many epic moments in there where you're like, you can tell that it, you could like hear the D and D campaign, like Jonathan, mm-hmm. the fucking bird. Like you could. That's totally like the DM is like trying to be like, oh, there's like there's like a gnome, and then there's like a a, a draconic, and then there's a an arachra. I can't remember what those creatures are called. And then they're like, well, what's that? What's their names? And they're like, I don't know, Jonathan. And then they're like, no, we're we're obsessed with Jonathan now, and the whole plan revolves around Jonathan. Well, we told you, right? The two, like, directors of the movie, one was Jonathan and one was John. Oh, So yeah. we, we think, we, I, my guess is that it's, like, a meme on them that they've named that, that one character Jonathan and it just had, like, the most comedic, like, scenes. It's so, so that was really good and Robert and I left there being, like, it, it was just so funny and it was so much fun and then we uh, went to sushi at a restaurant that you guys recommended mm. to us and it was amazing and it reminded me so of the good. sushi place I went to as a kid um, so nostalgia times two mm-hmm. and then 
Um, we came home and y'all came over and mm. we, um, at least I was very high and we watched <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings and I bought myself a Squishmallow, a little uh, mammoth Squishmallow for my birthday and squeezing that while being high and watching Lord of the Rings was fucking dope. The Squishmallow may have changed my life. Uh, yeah. Like I didn't realize the texture that it had is the most wonderful texture I've ever felt. It's it, seriously, it's like a weighted blanket. It's but amazing. It's amazing. So uh, my... Uh, mammoth Squishmallow was yeah there and it was great and that was my birthday and I was happy about it <laughs> it was it was and it was fun to enjoy part of that with you in the evening when we were watching Lord of the Rings that was that was super fun yeah I'm really glad that you guys were there and you enjoyed it oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, and that's uh that's uh that's it that's it okay um so if you guys would rate the pod throw us a review we'd mm-hmm. be super excited or go ahead and um. Not follow us, what I want to say. I don't know. Not follow. What do you do? You subscribe? Subscribe. Okay. That's I was like, I don't know. You're you, going if for you it. want to subscribe, <laughs> that'd be cool too. So you don't miss an episode. And our next episode is gonna be a tangent. So And we're gonna talk about our next book, which is a uh, oh, Bad yeah. Cree by Jessica Johns. Oh yeah. Which is a horror book written by a native woman. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm so excited. So excited. And I'm excited on our tangent episode to talk about the book that I just finished. I'm really Ooh. excited to tell you about it. So, Ooh, so excited. It's be good. Uh, anything else we need to do before we wrap up? No. All right. Well, don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you. Bye. Bye.